Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. I'm Pastor DJ Lura, and with me, as always, is Sarah DeYoung. Uh, who else is here? Uh, Dana Mashevsky and Pastor Paul Cross. Yes. So I got to give him some some claps because I'm doing double duty here today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Isn't it? There was Two no drives. riveting. No, that's at the end. Here, Dana, do you want to make the, the sound box do stuff? <laughs> I still don't know what these buttons are. I know, so sometimes <laughs> it's completely random. Well, there you go. Well, welcome, everybody. This is our, our first uh, podcast for 2022. Yep. Do, all, do we all have to wear tutus? I don't know uh, about you, but it's 2022. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, Do we all have to wear tutus? Did you hear the funny thing that happened? No. I made a comment about wearing a powder blue onesie uh, in the sermon and how ridiculous <laughs> that would look. And that at an LCMC congregation uh, at, at um, some other location, which shall not be named. It's uh, surprising, though. It was surprising that it was, that it really was very surprising in this congregation. You know, it, 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 they know the biz down there. They hit right on the mark. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's funny, but uh, uh, the pastor there, it was comfy day, and they were all wearing wearing comfy pajama type, and he was wearing a plaid onesie. Uh, so, uh, for, for again. So is that is that just an odd coincidence? Because I really don't believe in coincidences personally. That's a godsidence to it's me. It's a godsidence. I don't know. I, maybe I, I, I great doubt, minds think alike. You know, I, I, I doubt um, that that Matt. I mean, Matt, whoever whoever the senior pastor yeah. was, but but not uh, to name any names. Not no. to name any names. <laughs> Anderson. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he was looking at my notes, but he may he may have heard me tell that story before. But I don't know. I, I, and I don't know. I don't know that it was him. I, I don't know that it was him. But it was pretty surprising. Um, well, that's great. Did you guys have a good? Did you all have a good New Year? Yeah. 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 yeah we had people over. Yeah. Yeah. We had people over and and uh, uh, ate things and and uh, 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 indulged in good stuff and friends and fellowship. So it was it was it was quite fun. Yeah. That was that was my last day of good eats until I've I've gone on to the fast for the thirty days um, on the whole thirty diet. Go for it. I do this uh, usually once a year, maybe a couple times a year, just kind of resets myself. But boy, oh boy, I, I would eat any of your faces if it had a peanut butter cup stuck on it. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's <laughs> good to know. That's that day not six. Above. Day six out of thirty. <laughs> so does that mean you have no like Christmas goodies or treats left at your house? No, that's they, usually when the resolutions start for they, me. It, it was it was such a um, <laughs> a feast of decadence on New Year's Eve, eating all the sweets that we possibly could <laughs> get, yes. and then just tossing what we couldn't. Uh, uh, yeah. To, to my kids' chagrins. So, uh, well, do you toss them to their chagrins? To their chagrins. I generally toss right them to their mouths them. if they're going to eat. You know, they, I don't think the chagrins will consume them very much. But um, no, as far as the, it's a, in my world, I, I generally do sort of practice a, a Thanksgiving to Epiphany um, sort of uh, festive uh, time, and then after that, I have to cut back. But this year is probably more excessive than normal. I was probably uh, uh, I shouldn't say probably more. I was more excessive than normal, and it shows. So. Uh, nevertheless, uh, a, lot of, a lot of times, um, you know, as we're coming out of this pandemic season, a lot of time spent at home indoors. And there's something about, especially around here, it's been snowing so much. It's so cold. Mm-hmm. Like you just want that comfort food. Mm-hmm. How cold is yep. it, DJ? It is stupid cold. It's stupid cold. <laughs> it, it is so cold, as I'm fond of saying, you step outside at night in January and you faintly hear Led Zeppelin singing the immigrant song. So. Yeah. <laughs> Go look it up. <laughs> well, do you all have um, uh, uh, my New Year's resolution was to do the whole thirty. Do you all have New Year's resolutions? Do you do that kind of stuff? S- somewhat. I I have them when people ask me, like if I have one. <laughs> like, do I actually do it? No. It's the one you keep in the back pocket. Like, yeah. I'll bring it out every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> gonna exercise oh, more. Yeah. I'm gonna go to church more. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna try a habit tracking. Like, mm-hmm. try to get good. At, Gooder, better habits gooder. and gooder habits and follow them along and start with I don't know. I've seen a lot of like it's mostly just people getting to color in different charts and I was like well that looks fun yeah <laughs> color in the charts well that's all great well uh glad that everyone is is here uh you may notice um that our uh our usual host Ryan Jenke is not he Esteemed is colleague he is heading out uh to do ministry he's going to be mm-hmm. heading to Nicaragua and with a, a, a group of comrades um, traveling down there, and uh, we'll be gone for the next week or so. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Yep. You get left. You get the leftovers. <laughs> so the B team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, about 
a week or 10 days ago, Pastor Cross threw down the gauntlet on a pre-show that he and I were doing together. Probably the, the first and last time our handlers will let us be on the pre-show together. Were, Sarah, where were you? I, I missed as, this as, episode, as, and now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. As an auxiliary handler, uh, where were you? <laughs> uh, you're, supposed to be playing, you're supposed to be playing center field when the serious handlers are not around. There were no handlers. There was no Mark. There was no Sarah. Uh, there was no Amy. Uh, uh, there, there was nobody, as I said. Uh, we, were, we were just doing this. Did we line. miss, like, was they, there a rapture that we missed? <laughs> and this was all that they was left? They turned on the camera and Becky, walked away. Becky wasn't even there. And, and you know, say, so just kind of let DJ and I go free. I mean, it was it was kind of great. Uh, it really, Maybe it really they was. were just, like, testing out <laughs> to see if you are capable. Yeah, capable. Of doing <laughs> what's, the, what's the screen test where they like, for movies, they put on a couple people, like, let's see how these two yeah. work together. Like a chemistry <laughs> test. Yeah. Like a screen chemistry test and like let's see if it works i can listen this is uh, i'm saying this critically that was by far the best pre-show that day it was it was exceptional (laughs) no other pre-show that day was better nope absolutely not well in our conversation paul had mentioned about a podcast where we're going to talk about the omnis Mm -hmm. and the omnis are um three um terms theological terms to speak about the character of god so i have a list here from biblestudytools.com and we're just going to go through them and talk a little about them but let me just ask up front before you read what's on the list what are some some characteristics of god that make god god to you like what makes god god what can god do that people can't do everything yeah <laughs> like i just think of like the omnipresent that was mine yeah so omni you guys know omnipresence yep what else any others now i'm like what else uh, omni <laughs> the, the dodge omni was a k car back in you which long before any of you were around so uh, but you don't you, not even you dj remember the dodge omni ah uh, that is before my time but it, it you and i talked is. about this a little bit too about omnis um I, for the longest time, have been saying the 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 virus currently that's out there is called Omicron. O M I. Omicron. I took I took ancient Greek in college. I took biblical Greek at seminary, and I have been saying Omicron for about thirty years, and no one has corrected me because I guess I say it too fast and. Shared it with Pastor Cross, and he explained to me the the etymology as to why I was so wrong. So. Can you explain what omicron means, Paul? Uh, omicron. Uh, well, first you have omega and omicron. They're the two O's in the Greek alphabet. And one of them is big uh, uh, O, a long O. Uh, that's om- omega. Think of how mega it's big. And the other one is the small O, O-micron, like something very small. Like so micro. Yeah, like mm-hmm. micro. So it's mm-hmm. very small. So uh, they also have the same with uh, the letter E. They have uh, uh, two different letters for E. One's a long E and one's a short E. But uh, Omnicron, so it's Omni and a small, Omnicron, uh, Micron, Omnicron, and then Omega. Uh, so uh, there you have them right there. You have the long O and the short O. Long O they and the short them separate O. in their alphabet. The stuff you learn here by accident. Whereas uh, Omni is Latin, yep. which means all. Correct. Mm-hmm. So Omicron, Omicron, Omega. There you go. There's the difference. There you go. All right, so the first attribute, there's 15 attributes according to BibleStudyTools.com that God has. The first one is, and keep in mind, for something to be for a characteristic of God, it means only God can do this, experience this, be this. Okay? The first one is God is infinite. Mm. He is self-existing without origin. Okay. Okay. So just think about that for a minute. I mean, wh- what does it mean to be without origin? I, this is the thing that I think trips up a lot of people. Is they have Tertullian. Tertullian. Very obscure churches. Very obscure churches. podcast is just going to be me and Sarah looking yep. at each other being like, what? <laughs> 
Sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to do that, uh, DJ, so early in the podcast. But it was a fat, uh, fast, it was a fat pitch, fastball, letter high. Took I'm it gonna, hard. I'm going to have Sorry. tears in my eyes by the time we're done. For those playing the home game, Tertullian and Origen were both early church fathers, and Paul was I really pointing out one like of the I arguments. Figure out what's one of these. Yep. Things. Like, yeah. yeah, there we go. That one would yep. work. Just keep the finger on that yeah. one. Do, we, do you guys have a hard time wrapping your head around the concept that God is without beginning? Sure. Or is that something that you just kind of accept and it's like, I don't see why that's an issue? I, I feel it. You go. I feel like it's just one of those things of like, I just am going to accept it because I don't want to process that. Yeah. Like yeah. thinking through it. Well, it's going to be something that's just like. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> I feel like if you think that. about it too much, it's trying to get back to like what you know for like, okay, so it was just darkness. Yeah. And then this thing happened. Yeah. Oh, not even darkness. Yeah, just, yeah, it just, just nothing. Not, I mean, and then it, like he is zero. Right, right. The concept of zero. This isn't a big issue with um, theoretical physics because in looking back um, with the issue of the Big Bang, there's all kinds of hypotheses and theories out there as to what happened. And, and one of the ones that's becoming more and more popular, I think because of the Marvel movies, is the idea that before the beginning of our universe, it was a previous universe that collapsed like a star and then exploded again, laying in all of the, the laws of physics as we know them, uh, the, the three dimensions of space and time. And um, what we measure scientifically, like they just shot this... Um, new telescope into space that's supposed to see way past Hubble, they're saying it will literally see back in time to the beginning of all things, um, is this idea that there was not a beginning, so to speak, because there was something previous that collapsed and then it exploded again. And our beginning is the explosion. You know, DJ, I, I, that's all fine, and I appreciate the fact that these... But what do you refer to them, physicists? Uh, 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 theoretical physicists. The, you know, before there were theoretical physicists, there were well, there was the Word of God, and I particularly like this one. It says, um, "This is from Ecclesiastes." But no, notice notice the analog versus the digital here. I just want <laughs> you to take take note of that right here. But in the in the analog here, it says this: uh, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse eleven. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart. Yet so that he cannot figure out what God has done from beginning to end. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. You know what, what the mind speculates about? Um, I had a teacher who once said that you can speculate till you're blue in the face, but ultimately you got to go to the word to mm -hmm. find comfort, to find peace of mind, because speculation is not going to comfort you. Nope. All right. Well, we don't seem to have a problem with number one, so we'll move on to number two. Uh, God is immutable. Immutable. He never changes. So basically, you can't press the mute button on God. So he's immutable. <laughs> immutable. I had a teacher. You, you, signed, you signed up. You knew this was going to happen. I mean, I said, don't, don't act surprised or anything. I, I yeah. am kind of thinking, like, this is how my parents felt growing up with my sister and I. Have, we should have had somebody sitting between you two. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're never going to do a pre-show again. Yeah. yeah. They, they said the handlers. And, you know, we, 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 we've got a handler and a handler in training, and, and, and still this had gotten out of control early i mean gosh <laughs> can i start pressing you buttons <laughs> well no Unlike it's immutable, God. <laughs> immutable. <laughs> so do you think this is true or do you think that god does change uh well the scriptures tell us that it uh, that god does not change says i the lord do not change uh, uh uh so i think it's important for us to see that i uh uh, it's not that God doesn't change his mind. There are several passages mm -hmm. where God uh, it says that even even in the old Revised Standard Version, I love people freaked out when this came out, that God repented of the evil uh, that he was going to do. And that, that bothered hey, DJ, you're yanking on me there. Yeah, buddy. yeah, I got yeah, you. Get, let, let's see here. Let's get that there. Okay, uh, on top. Yeah, now, we now we're in Woo. business. Now we're good. Now I won't be right. well, Take your head down into the mic. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> in any case, so, uh, uh, no, I, I, I think the immutability of God is uh, something that we can uh, look to. What do they have to say about the immutability of God? That's, they got some fancy thing. They go to scripture. I, the wow, Lord, do not change, that. quoting Paul Cross, who was quoting Malachi. <laughs> so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. You know, speaking to the context of that, it has to do with God making a promise. Mm -hmm. And so God doesn't change his promise. I had a teacher who uh, had an issue. He was an Old Testament professor who had an issue with the idea that God 
doesn't uh, that God doesn't change. And he would point to Exodus 20 or Exodus when Moses is on the mountain where Moses is arguing the case for the Israelites mm-hmm. and he's ready to destroy them and make make Moses uh, the people, people of God mm-hmm. from you. I'll make the people of God. And Moses makes all these arguments. And the best argument is besides what will all the other nations think if you do this to your people? I mean, come on. Do you, what, what, how scandalous will that be? God, they'll, they'll be mocking you. Um, and it says in there that God, um, repented. does it say repented? I gotta look at the relented. I believe relented or basically was like, fine, but could look it up. It's in chapter 33. <laughs> I believe I made an argument to this professor and I got an a on this by the way. So, which was good because he did think that God changes his mind, but I made the argument that God doesn't change his mind. What you see is God training up a leader because the next thing that happens is Moses goes down and kicks everybody's butt. And then God continues with his promise. But it's almost like, um, um, is, is God completely locked in, in in one way, shape, or form? Well, I, you know, um, he's immutable in this person, and Scripture does speak about God um, forgiving sinners. And if that alone is enough to say, well, there's a change going on, but it's kind of in the nature of God. I, I suspect this above said uh, uh, Old Testament theologian was not a Calvinist. I think you know who he is. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and I further <laughs> suspect that he probably was into process theology a little bit. Uh, I, I, would, I would guess. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and, okay. Well, there's a term for it, too. It's, it's, is it open theism or something like that? It's, it's this idea that God mm-hmm. does not know the future. Mm-hmm. That's a limit on God's godhood. I see. So, but 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 um, the orthodox position is that God is immutable, and Martin Luther made a big argument about this that it was by immutable immutable necessity, which means that for everything to exist, God needs to be God in all things, um, and he made the argument that that it's by God's grace and election that anyone is saved because of God's immutable necessity. Um, in other words, we we can accept Jesus as our Lord, but God has to be acting. God has to be first moving toward us in love and grace and through his word. Otherwise, that won't happen. I, I would hope. So, But this is all kind of like, again, it's the speculating stuff. This it's, is it's, the theoretical physicist we're talking over here. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, this, is, this is peeking at the hidden God. Uh, Deus abscondus for you Latin fans. Never, never goes well for anybody. So God is immutable. Uh, number three, God is self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. I have, I have four children that are self-sufficient. Well done. I do. <laughs> I do. It's amazing. I really. It's one of the greatest things. You know, four out of four. That's four out impressive. of four. Absolutely. They're all sole breadwinners. Uh, all four of them. I'm, I'm impressed with that. As I said, I, you know, I don't brag on my children that much, but uh, that, that that I'm pretty happy about. Yes, indeed. They're all four not not coming back. And and I did have the plan though ahead of time. The plan was that uh, the SMC and I would live in the basement, so the kids couldn't come back home and live in the basement. We already occupy it, so they're not down there playing. <laughs> video games forever and ever so it's it's, it's a plan and it does work the other plan parenting is with paul cross the other plan that's yes, also on this podcast. podcast the other plan is to make sure they get a mortgage because then they're really not coming oh yeah back. so that's that's so two out of four there have mortgages so and the and, and and the youngest is looking for a mortgage right now too but maybe that's another story uh, uh, that's a, that's adulting full full scale right oh, there. absolutely oh they hated that word they despised that phrase adulting yeah oh they because it's not Fun. No. <laughs> wah. Yeah. Wah, wah. Uh-huh. Wah, wah. Wah. <laughs> Sassy today. <laughs> Sarah, you're outnumbered. I am. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not a, a new thing. It's just every person in the entire history of the world has done it at some point or another. So. <laughs> or died. <laughs> exactly. You have two options. Be an adult or die. <laughs> You know how depressing that would be to tell that to like a little kid of like, here's your options. Here's your options. Be adult or die. Say goodbye to your dreams. There's a reason Paul doesn't teach us Sunday school. <laughs> hey, I will say uh, when when Pastor Cross taught VBS, it, you could hear a pin drop. He had those kids in the palm of his hand. It was something to behold. Yep. Absolutely. So <laughs> don't believe the hype. The man knows what he's saying. So God is self-sufficient. He has no needs, which is interesting to me because um, do, if you, do you guys know like, like um, 
when Christianity came on the scene, the more dominant belief was in was in the the Greek and Roman gods. Do you know Do you know any of the Greek gods or the Roman gods? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Zeus uh, and yeah. Hercules. Hercules, yes. yeah. The, God. yeah. The, the characteristic of those gods is that they were not self sufficient. They constantly right. needed something. To satisfy them, because you can make them angry, and then you know you can make them angry. Yeah. They, and and, and sacrifices, and <laughs> they needed. And not only that, though, but there was this thinking that that gods became more powerful the more people worshipped them. So you were kind of like like the Duracell battery. So or you could be like, hey, you know what? I don't like Zeus today. I like so and so. We're all gonna. Hey. Yeah, well, and that and that's what happened when the Romans took over the the hemisphere of the of the Greeks. Is that. Um, the deities that were Greek became much more Roman. Because they're all pretty much the same. It's just there's yeah. a slight shift. In. The Roman mean. ones tend to be a little more bloodthirsty. It's <laughs> 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 a little more angry. Just a little bit. Well, and, and the, the big, the, war, the god of war, Ares, in the Greeks, was not a major god amongst the Greeks, but he right. was he was as high, if not um, on the same platform as Zeus. All right, trivia fans, before you go any further, trivia fans out there, which two books of the Bible bear the names of pagan deities? One is in the New Testament, or one is in the Old Testament? Pagan deities. This isn't making good for podcasts. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe like, just cut this like, little gap. <laughs> I don't know. No. Who's editing this week? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go through the books fast in my head. I can't. If you're going through the New Testament, you're already past it. You said one is in the New Testament. Right? One's in the New Testament, and if you're going through the New Testament, you have passed it, friend. It's not Mark, is it? What do you mean it's not Mark? Is Mark named after Mark? After Mars? Belonging to Mars, yes. Is that right? Is, is, yes, that's correct. Oh, uh, man. Absolutely. We have a Mark on staff. And we do, yeah. and that's my middle name as well. well. And the other one in the Old Testament didn't quite even make the Old Testament in some people's canon. It's Esther for Astarte. Mm. Oh, Really? Do I make stuff up? Yeah. No, no, no. That's no, really well, interesting. I do, but not in this. Not you know, this is a little bit of a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Pastor Paul crosses many talents, and one of them is <laughs> ruining Bible names. Going into Warren, man. <laughs> Going into the Warren. We're we're in the yeah. Warren right now. We're in the deep in the rabbit hole. Well, those pesky Christians took everything from the pagans, don't True. you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, somebody had to name the kid. He was, you know, <laughs> somebody had to name the kid. And, uh, you know, uh, Esther, she had another name, but, uh, you know, uh, Hadassah, but, uh, you know, she had her Jewish name, but they gave her a pagan name, too, after Astarte. But, but I'm just telling you, somebody named him Mark, and it's probably his dad, who might have been a Roman soldier. We don't know. Okay, so uh, now, now here's the rabbit hole you got me ro- falling down into, knowing the history and the did. time of Esther. <laughs> My wife's done here. Astarte was a, was, a, was a Canaanite goddess, I believe. Correct. Um, but she was married to a Persian king. Uh, they're all pretty much the same. Did they so amalgamate the Correct. Canaanite well, Also, you got to remember the, the whole uh, Mesopotamian sort of. Yeah. The Canaanites got it from the Mesopotamian sure. and so forth. That's how it kind of works. It's all kind of the same place. And then you had the western side, which was the, yeah, exactly. the Greek pantheon. Yeah, okay. exactly. Wow. See? Okay. See, see, never, never look at the name Esther in the same way after that. What about boy, Mark boy. for crying out loud? That's a great name. Well, you know, like we're so much better. Most of our days that we uh, uh, are a sure. big part of in the United States are named after pagan deities Teutonic from Norway. I mean, yeah, Teutonic. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> get it straight. Here. Teutonic, the, not the, one tonic. The, 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 Teutonic. The, the Norwegians got it from someone else. And I'll, I, we, don't, we don't need to go into I that choose right to, I, I choose to ignore that. <laughs> That's <a> point four. <laughs> Point four. What else is God? Now we're getting into the omnis, the alls, okay? And this is the one that I think, um, no, this wasn't the one, but this is, uh, we're going to get to omnipresent because that was the specific one that you talked about. But this is God is omnipotent. Omnipotent. Uh, Omnipotent. All powerful. Mm -hmm. All powerful. Which begs the question, and I I love when I get asked this question. It doesn't happen very often, but I I do have friends that don't believe in God or really like to argue philosophically. Can God, if God is truly all powerful, can God create a rock that He cannot lift? This, of course, was uh, brought up, uh, sort of modernized in The Simpsons yes. when Homer asks if God could create a burrito uh, that if microwave it hot enough that He couldn't eat it. So. <laughs> That's what I thought of when you brought the rock. Yeah, I was the, like, "Is this the burrito?" It's the same, the same one. It's the same idea, same concept. Yes. It reminds me of of um, some Eastern religions that will uh, talk about uh, what's the sound of a tree. 
uh, if no one is that falls in the woods if no one's around to hear it or what's the sound of one hand clapping mm-hmm. you know bart simpson does this mm-hmm. so it, what do you think is can god create a burrito that is too hot for god to eat I don't know why you'd want to do a thing like that. Yeah, it seems like a waste of a burrito. So, so this, this of course, is is the uh, what was God doing before he was creating the world question. Mm-hmm, and and right. allegedly, uh, some uh, uh, 16th century German uh, Reformed theologian, uh, Reformation theologian, excuse me, be clear about that, said, mm-hmm. making hell for people who ask such questions. Mm-hmm. So yes. another great line. Yes. But uh, he was known for his great lines. It's but above I, your pay grade. But I, won't, but I won't mention his name because... You'll do it effusively. So you know, I'm glad you brought that up because speaking of Martin Luther, <laughs> see, I told you he would do it effusively. Uh, Martin Luther, I, I've told you about my mom, right? When I was in seminary, I'd, I'd, I'd come home for holidays and stuff, and we'd be talking about different things, and I would say Martin Luther said this, and Martin Luther said that, and Martin Luther said this. My mom got so frustrated with me, she finally said, "Look, is Martin Luther your God, or is it Jesus?" Oh, I said, "Well, of course it's Jesus, but..." Martin Luther's his prophet. So there you go. And then she just rolled her eyes at me and walked away. Um, Martin Luther had a good way of speaking about the reality of God and his hiddenness. Our logic says God can't do two things at once. But Martin Luther often used juxtaposition. Two polar opposites that in God are uniquely and only in God uh, in tension but held together. And this would be one of those where... Can God create a, a burrito that's so hot that he can't eat it? Yes. Can he eat it? Yes. The answer is yes to both questions. Well, in Christ, um, specifically with all, all, all mayhem and nonsense aside, uh, the kenosis of God, the emptying, self-emptying, this, not so much as the self-emptying, but the self-limitation uh, of, of God in Christ, that God limits himself into space and time, uh, yeah. That's kind of an interesting thought to think of, because if we say that God is uh, infinite, uh, God uh, limits himself uh, by uh, entering space and time in in uh, in Jesus. Yeah. So uh, there you have that. What's the word? You juxtaposition. Huh? Juxtaposition. I know. Or tension, as you like to say. I like to say tension. Because you like to clean it up for people I to like understand to it. So. <laughs> that, that is the goal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to number five. five. We're, we're already like a third of the way through. Wow. Now we get to this one. Um, this was the one. It wasn't omnipresent. It was God is omniscient or omniscient. He's a smart guy. He is all. Do you guys know what science means? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does it mean? Well, I know you know what it means, but what, <laughs> do you know literally what science, like science means like how we learn about stuff, right? It literally means to know. Oh, okay. It was like, I don't know the actual definition. Yeah. <laughs> Biology, chemistry. I don't know what they are. Earth. It's stuff. All the stuff yeah. around you. Rocks it, for jocks. That's right. So God is... My brother taught that. Rocks for jocks. He hated it. <laughs> he loved geology, but he hated rocks for jocks. <laughs> I'm just imagining like large football players into crystals. You've been to college. I can tell. I know, but I also... You also took rocks for jobs? Yes, because I'm an anthropology minor, so I took a geology class. Yeah, exactly. You took rocks for jocks. You did. <laughs> did. Yeah, you did. I, I, could, I knew it about you. Oh, no. I just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you'll, never, you'll never meet my brother anyway. That's all right. That's okay. So, that's well, that's one, of my, that's one of my biggest regrets from college. I wish I would have taken geology. Because mm-hmm. I, I took <laughs> a class that I found out was the weeding out uh, class for nurses, human anatomy and physiology. Oh dear, that's why would you do a thing like that? Also took a human that's anatomy like ta- class. That's like taking organic chemistry for fun. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what if you lost your mind? See, so see, I, I my- did not take <laughs> geology in college. I took geology all my life because I had three siblings and uh, a mother who was a rock hound uh, okay. and they just it was just in it it was by osmosis that i took it in so <laughs> you were gonna say i had three siblings and they were constantly throwing rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the youngest Paul, i don't think you understand the meaning of go kick rocks i'm a literalist what do you think <laughs> <laughs> all right so ryan wrote this down and said uh, uh we're gonna talk about the omni science of god which i thought was kind of funny because i have i you, Omniscience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means that God is all knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of the big struggles that people have with this is, again, just kind of a human understanding of, you know, if God is all knowing, why does God allow bad stuff to happen? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to uh, two things, two principles of, of, of things God is not. Uh, number one, God is not, and you've heard me say this, maybe even on this broadcast, God is not Walt Disney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God is not Walt Disney. God does not make audio animatrons. Uh, that's not fair. That's, that's to... Uh, uh, that's to make everybody uh, perpetually and eternally sing It's a Small World After All, or Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pirate's <laughs> Life for Me. Um, uh, you know, God would not do such a thing. Ah, that, what that, a unique hell that would be. That would be a very <laughs> unique hell. Uh, it would be, and I'm Ooh. glad you recognize it as that. But sometimes people sort of see God in that, that, that this is sort of, you know, God just sort of winds things up and lets it go. Well, that's not... That's not being God. That's that's kind of something else. Again, a unique hell, yeah. uh, I, I think. But uh, uh, to the contrary, uh, God is uh, 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 sort of lets things say, okay, here. Uh, it goes back to the uh, self-limiting. Not that God's not, but God says, okay, let's see how this is all going to play out. Here, I got a better idea. Again, let me just... Again, go to the analog. Analog. Sorry about this. <laughs> go to stuff. the source here. But we, but we, we, we don't have to go very far in the analog. We, we, we go uh, 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 right here uh, to uh, chapter one of the analog, and uh, verse twenty-six, I believe, is where it's at. Uh, then God said, "Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish." of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Basically, it's like this. DJ, having daughters is somewhat the same and somewhat different as having sons. Uh, Daughters tend to be more responsible, particularly when it comes to motor vehicles Mm -hmm. and so forth. But one day, that charming little boy of yours is going to be... uh, some age, I, 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 I'm a curmudgeon that they couldn't drive until they were 18 in my world. Uh, and and uh, basically, you're going to throw them the keys and say, here are the keys, don't wreck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, that's what God is doing there. God is saying, here are the keys, don't wreck it. God's saying, guess what? I'm not so evil as to make you sing It's a Small World After All for all eternity. So it's not just one big Sims game? It's not one big Sims game. No, it's mm-hmm. not. No, no. God <laughs> says, here you go. Let's see how this is. Now, here's the thing. This is why I disagree with your friend that said God doesn't know things that happen. God is yes. smarter than us, and God knows all the, you know, here's, if you want some really crazy stuff, you know, it, it, does God know more of what's not going to happen than what's going to happen? That's kind of a crazy question right there, because if there are all these possibilities, you got to think about that. Uh, but it is God's a better chess player than you are, uh, and uh, <laughs> by a long shot. And, and God's a lot better chess player than you are. And But nevertheless, God says, here are the keys. Don't wreck it. Uh, let's get this done, and let's see how it works. Mm-hmm. The problem is this. I think this is called sin. Sin. Every time we wreck it. I love how we say that. Like you, get, like, you can't even say it like, sin. Sin. Sinners. Chief of sinners though I be. Yeah. Jesus bled and died for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what wondrous. <laughs> Found me when I sought him not. We're going to get copyright claimed. No, no, that one's in public name. We got CCLA oh. on that one. You know, the hymn. There's two reasons why why God has all these characteristics and we can't wrap our head around them. One is because God is God and we're not. And also, if you think about who God is, God is not God is going to be beyond our ways and our thinking and so on and so forth. It's actually by by God's revelation through his word that he reveals to us his heart. Right? Um so, you know, e- even saying that that God is any of these, all of it comes from Scripture. Like every statement that is laid out here that God is omniscient, is all-knowing, is backed by Scripture itself, right? And I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. Yeah. If you're going to talk about this whole enterprise here, uh, the enterprise that we're speaking, if you want to be technical about this, uh, yeah, the, the, there are uh, several categories of theology. Uh, the first category of theology typically is uh, understood to be biblical theology. That's the study of Scripture. Uh, the second category of uh, theology is uh, 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 systematic theology. Uh, the Bible, uh, unlike what many people think, is doesn't necessarily have a, a system in place in every no. place. Now, there are some places it is systematic, but it, uh, because we're Westerners, because we like putting things in categories, uh, people have long decided to put God into categories, right. and that's called systematic theology. Uh, within systematic theology, there are three uh, little breakout points. There's dogmatics, 
there I said the word. Uh, we put dogmatics Dogma. where we put God into categories. <laughs> Dogs and cats living, living together. together. Uh, Old Testament. But in any Complete case, chaos. Uh, uh, com- well, but then there is uh, uh, ethics, how we are to live, and then apologetics, how we are to respond yeah. to those people. And then my favorite of all, which Lutherans tend to do or used to, polemics, which means how we fight with one another. So, uh, oh, joy. Uh, then, then that's, course, that's in inborn. You don't even yeah. have to teach that anymore. Then you, then you have historical theology, uh, which is the study of uh, how God has related through humanity throughout the ages. Yeah. And then last but not least, you have uh, 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 pastoral theology or, or the care of, of people mm-hmm. and so forth. How it practic- called practical theology. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They're, they're your categories. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you, that you said that, and you, you mentioned Martin Luther, so I'm going to talk about him some more. No, um, I, I said the re- reform, Reformation theologian from the 16th century, which you will ne- name ad nauseum. Well, no, I'm going to, I've already mentioned Martin Luther, but the reformer that, that you're talking about, who was a much better systematic theologian than Martin Luther, was uh, the guy that basically laid out the confessions for the Lutheran movement, and that was Philip Schwerzerda. Yeah, say that again? Schwerzerda. Gesundheit. <laughs> His actual name was Schwerzerda. Are we going to have to bleep this? <laughs> but no, Schwerzerda. Schwerzerda. His actually name was 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 actual name was Schwerzerda. But uh, Luther thought that was a horrible sounding name, and yeah. so he changed it to Melanchthon, which is the same thing only in Latin. So what's funny is for those of you who are going to watch that this on YouTube, just, Earth, by the way, put on put on the subtitles. Yeah, back it that's up, what I was thinking. And watch like, the question marks come across yeah, the bottom. Yeah, when he says that. <laughs> <laughs> the caption is just going to be like gibberish sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why do I know these things? I have no idea. But assist- it's, just, it's rattling around it up there. <laughs> A systematic theologian would have take great issue, rightly so, with Martin Luther's not having an issue with talking about juxtaposition, God hidden versus God revealed, um, um, the the two natures of Christ. Mm-hmm. These things that are that are inborn within our theology. A systematic theologian would be like, well, wait a minute, there needs to be a way to get there. There need, needs to be steps where this happen will happen and we'll create categories to place in that. And I contend that much of the argumentation from the Reformation going forward amongst Protestants has to do with categories and how things are defined. They're not necessarily saying the different, uh, some, they're talking about the same thing. But they're using different categories in which to explain it, and that gets them into all kinds of polemics. <laughs> you like that? I was going to say something that I realized where I was. I okay. Said, I not <laughs> all right. My mom used to say it that way, but I would, I would never say that on public. Okay, so here's a number. that has a record that we yeah. can no, no, look no, at. No, no, no. It, it would be rude, but my mom used to. It was, I don't know why I learned it from her, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> Number six, God is omnipresent. Mm-hmm. He is always everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a scary mm-hmm. thought. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Yeah. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little hands, what you do. That's terrifying. That's <laughs> what you do. I just imagine like a different tune, and it's just like really menacing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, that's the way I learned that one. So. Uh, <laughs> See, it's you, all how it's you played. guys need a little bit. You need to hope you can get get off the ranch a little bit more. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yeah, absolutely. You know, here, here's I will say something about the omnis because uh, uh, because people here here's a here's an evil theological category: dualism. That we put uh, things good and evil uh, and sort right. of and we tend to make them equal uh in many ways or maybe one's just a little bit stronger than the other i've seen star wars too yeah goodness grace is a prime (laughs) example of that of course in star trek we only have science which is the true physics (laughs) but uh (laughs) sorry mark not really (laughs) Uh, but uh, fighting words no kidding absolutely (laughs) engage Better believe that before Mark. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Who's editing this week? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> in any case, uh, this, the, the heresy of dualism. Uh, but also we can see that here in that sometimes people assign uh, to uh, the devil, the enemy of our souls, uh, the same categories of being omniscient, mm-hmm. uh, omnipresent, uh, and on, uh, uh, omnipotent, omnipotent uh, only in just a little bit less than God. Yeah. Uh, nowhere in the scriptures does it suggest any of that. Right. Uh, I think it's a very handy lie to make people nervous. Uh, and I, again, I imagine where that handy lie might have come from. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, it's, a, it's a handy little lie that, 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 that people believe, but uh, oh, not the case. And, uh, uh, talking about raising, raising Satan's um, stature, mm-hmm. he's, he's the Lord of hell, mm-hmm. uh, according yeah. to Dante's Inferno going forward. In actuality, what Scripture says is that he's the Lord of the air, mm-hmm. or he is, his area of... of Influence is here, and he's terrified of ending in hell. He, in fact, is, is being punished there. That's correct. So mm-hmm. that is correct. So, yes, yes. Again, most people's understanding of the afterlife in the West comes from not the Bible, uh, but from Dante's Inferno. You are, in fact, correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. In fact, we got correct. that on. We got that on yep. recorded. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm correct. All right. Yep. Great. In you fact, to, correct. We in can fact, that mark that right about. 39, 50 to 40. <laughs> yep. Just get that little clip for you. Yeah. So this one is, is interesting, and maybe you guys think the way I do. Number seven, God is wise. You could almost say God alone. All these should say God alone, and God alone is awesome should be on here too. I but that's probably, so. uh, that's shorthand for saying God is omni, omnipotent is mm-hmm. probably. But God is wise. Um, I hold to the idea that there's a difference between wisdom and intelligence. Sure. Would yeah. you agree or disagree with that? Mm-hmm. Why not? Like sure. I thought, I thought it, it, just as an example, looking at the movie, um, Fer- uh, I almost said Ferris Bueller, not Ferris <laughs> Bueller, uh, Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought he was incredibly wise, not too bright, mm-hmm. by his own admission. Mm-hmm. Which, right. as Socrates says, um, Socrates, Socrates would say, "I know that I know nothing." Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think there's a difference between wisdom and intelligence, or are they the same thing? Well, uh, Socrates, of course, would say that there's a difference between those things. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, of course. Uh, <laughs> Bill, it's a great movie, man. <laughs> Everybody knows who Keanu, Keanu is, but nobody knows the other guy. Anymore. Right, right. That poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen fa- Bill and Ted Face the Music yet. I, I would like to see that. I haven't seen that either. I hope I heard it's a pretty good movie, but I, I have not seen that one yet. But uh, well, they're so old now; they're not going to play air guitars. They'll play air sitars. A, oh my yeah. goodness, gracious sakes, alive! Well, what about that? Yeah, I think it's being totally lost on these two. Yep. I think so too. They're like, um, I. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, like I was like, I know Bill and Ted, but I've never seen a Bill and Ted movie. You so. need to see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's one of I, the greatest. I just, ever. I know references. Fine to cinematography that, at its I best. Any any movie that would make Death the bass player for a rock band. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's pretty hardcore. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> what was the question Back to, again? Yeah. Back to wise, wise and intelligent. <laughs> one's All like right. book smarts, one's like street smarts. Well, like, there's the whole uh, thing of, like, you know, wisdom comes with age. Like, yeah. you can have really, really smart kids, but, like, they'll just get wisdom as they get older. There's that, that, that whole argument. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, not the name. You know, this, this, this is uh, something along those lines that you, uh, because I know something of, of your family uh, uh, that your mother is a claims adjuster, mm-hmm. and um, uh, not, no, 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 no shade on claims adjusters. <laughs> I, I, I'm part of the, I'm part of the, the, the union myself, uh, having done it for a number of years. But uh, we used to, <laughs> there were these people that would be, uh, uh, they would say, "Oh, I've got 20 years' experience doing this." These old grizzled. I was kind of young and stupid, and I'll admit that I was young and stupid then. But I would also notice that these guys just don't have a clue. Uh, 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 but uh, they couldn't find their clipboard board with both hands. I mean, as I said, they, they, we had clipboards back then. Uh, but uh, uh, they would say, "Oh, I got 25 years' experience." No, they had one year of experience 25 times. Is what it was. And so that's kind of the thing. You could spot them. As I said, no, just 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 rolling over the odometer doesn't do anything for you. Just no. doing the same it, mistakes, yeah, over, same and mistakes over, and over and over and over. Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Uh, so there there you go. But habits. Yeah, habits. There you go. Habits. That's correct. And not like the... Yeah. 
<laughs> nunnery ones. Nunnery. <laughs> that's what this was. I, I you know, I kind of gathered that, Sarah. Yeah. I, was kinda, I was hoping that's what it was. I even are you doing the kind of the YMCA thing? Like <laughs> miniature one. <laughs> miniature YMCA. <laughs> And as we show, God uh, is only wise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Number eight, God is faithful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems a little counterintuitive to think because, you know, we're saved by grace through faith. Isn't that a human characteristic faith? But actually, God is the one who is faithful. And by God's faithfulness, any of us mm-hmm. can trust him. Well, uh, you know, if you want to get a break, break all Hebrew on this, uh, uh, the two Hebrew, boy, are you, you know, if you thought Sferitarida was tough, uh, Hesed and Hameth. Uh, the two characteristics uh, that are the prime. I, it, it's not in there, as I said. It's in here. Uh, it's in here. It's not in there. But this is based on meth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hesed and Hameth. Hesed. Hesed and Hameth. Uh, in any case, yes, uh, you got a Kleenex around here. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, are all these names just because people need to clear their throat? Yeah, yeah pretty much. You, know, you have to talk. <laughs> it's you know, a dry climate that they're in, you know. Yeah. The dust. Talk to them about it. As I said, this is not. I did not write the book. Uh, nevertheless, it means. Uh, uh, truth uh, has said it means faithfulness or uh, God's uh, uh, compassion, faithfulness, all kind of faith. But the idea of no, I, I got that wrong. The first one is more of grace, and the other one is truth. Hameth is is faithful or true. Uh, uh, where we get our word uh, true in troth uh, is is to yeah. trust. So yeah. uh, I plight thee my troth. Yeah. We got to go back to that. That's that I find plighting that, troths. Yeah. Yes. It, when when <laughs> I, I got to do with one couple, I shared with them what this means. Yeah. And they said, we'd love to have that in our marriage vows. I'm like, oh, we're definitely doing this. Yes, and I wish everyone would plight their troth. Uh, because plight means to enter into a dangerous and preca- precarious situation. Mm-hmm. And what is more dangerous and precarious than marriage? A, a long journey at close range. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And troth the, is your truth. You the, know? F- the SMC has heard that. I, we, we, we have been done doing it for 37 years, so we, we understand that it is a long journey at close range. Uh, well, and postmodernists love to talk about their own personal truth. And so what are you doing in marriage? You are plighting your truth to your beloved. So there you go. You know, plight your troth. You know, speaking of postmodern, let's, let's take a little divergence here. You've heard about the emergent church. That was kind of a thing a while ago. The emergent church. Yeah, it's now the divergent church. And now, and then, and then there was the, uh, uh, and then there was the postmodern church. See, I wanted the post-emergent church. <laughs> post-emergent. Now, the, see, that's only funny in agricultural places. It really is. <laughs> it's what you spray on the crops. Post-emergent. Oh, post-emergent. Oh, I was like, I have no idea what's happening yep. right now. Oh, <laughs> you said divergent, uh, and I and, thought, you know, they never did get the fourth Mayville. movie done. And, I, it, the I, people in I will admit that I am a city kid. I no, <laughs> nothing about agriculture, dirt farms. I don't want anything to do with it. But I don't you, like dirt. I don't like you, outdoors. Like, indoor creature. Right? <laughs> this, we're in North Dakota. I want you to know that. I, I absolutely Which is know above that. South Dakota. Just in case. You know. On a map. And 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 and. <laughs> And Sioux Falls is at the bottom of South Dakota. So just kind of on a map. Mm-hmm. On yep. A map. Where else are you going to find it? <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, Paul was never invited back to that podcast. I don't know why. And on that note, that is why number nine is God alone is good. Yep. Uh, yep. With a slam like that. <laughs> Proof. He is infinitely, unchangingly kind. Good God is unchangeable, so he's he's unchangeable in his goodness. Okay. I would think that maybe the people of the Old Testament might have some uh, qualms on that one. Well, maybe, although if you look at the Psalms, as Pastor Cross uh, taught quite a bit last summer, what's what's the, the one line that's said in, in the Psalms over and over again? Oh, taste and see that's that the Lord word. is good. True. Mm-hmm. Right. 34 verse 8. I don't think any of us can dis. I, I, I think there are people that look to God and place evil in God's hands, but usually it's based on their own circumstances and perspective. And again, it goes back to the other thing about the self-limiting. Says, Here the keys don't mess up. You know, uh, God's uh, got yeah. really good insurance because we mess up a lot. We do. God has great insurance, but the the problem is this is that their consequences still. You know, you yeah. you wrap it around a telephone pole. It's still, you know, your your dad and mom might come out and hug you and love you and, and understand that it's it's all okay. We love you. We're glad you're alive and all that sort of stuff. But the car, your transportation, it's still bunged up. As I said, you get you got a problem there, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so that's just how it works. Uh, having been a claims adjuster, having worked in the business, I do know that is kind of it. You can be sorry, and we can love. 
love you and all that sort of stuff. But uh, there are, uh, as I said, there, there's the material consequence of it right there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not good. that's not going to change. So uh, uh, you do have to get that fixed. And I worked that side too, uh, getting it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have as many series like the many lives of Paul Cross. Yeah. <laughs> the, the many the little ones, the many yep. lives, or the multiple little ones. ones. <laughs> Five-minute segments. You know what you know, will get done. I, I, Sarah, I live 1,200 miles, maybe 1,300 miles from where I grew up for a reason. I don't want people to know about I, I, I let I let little stuff out every now and then, but I really don't care to have people know about the, the All we're giving is puzzle pieces. We're not yep. giving them oh, and, and We won't do them in order by any means. No, 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 no. No edges. No. No edge pieces. Absolutely. It's all, well, puzzles, all one red dot. One of those puzzles. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crunch the rest of these together because we're now talking about characteristics that I think we can all agree with. It's sure. the omnis that are more confusing. Mm-hmm. But you have 10 through 15. God is just. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, God is infinitely and unchangeably right and perfect. Am I getting you again? Yeah, you're getting me again. Right. Well, you're you're making me just, laugh so hard. A just God would do you. Slamping my foot. <laughs> would smite me for smite. it. <laughs> Number 11, God is merciful. Yes. He's compassionate mm-hmm. and kind. Slow infinitely so. Yeah. Abounding in steadfast love. Number 12, God is gracious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Number 13, God is loving. Yep. Number 14, God is holy. Holy, man. It's interesting how they they describe this. He's unchangingly perfect. Hmm. I don't think of holiness as being perfect. See, I think that again, this is your this is your reformed theologians writing. It is it's absolutely well. The whole thing is it's systematic. Yeah, well, of course. Well, yeah. Well, it's also what 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 uh, website is this? It's Bi- BibleStudyTools.com. Yeah, I figured as much. See, they they, they don't they don't <laughs> let Lutherans do this. No, people, they don't. People need to understand. I'll, the vast majority of free stuff that you get online uh, is, has a decidedly, if it's in the English language, if it's American-based, has a decidedly reformed slant to yes. it. There's no getting away from it. It does, because they're the ones that put up with this sort of stuff and really go for it. Uh, you, you don't get a lot of good Lutheran stuff on there for free. Um, oh, well, well speaking of the Reformed, number 15 is God is glorious. Glorious. Oh, gosh, there you go. Man. And when you think about the Reformation, what, how many— Sovereign hasn't come up yet? Is Sovereign in there? So, well, I, I no, it's not. Well, it's but what I find interesting about this is desiring uh, God ministries and get tell them to fix this. <laughs> During the Reformation, there were four solas: word alone, faith alone, grace alone, Christ alone. Somewhere along the line, a fifth one was added, and I think it was added by the Reformed. It was to God be the glory alone. You are correct. And here we go. God is glorious. He's is this infinite. the last one? That was number 15. You know, I, I have a bone to pick with these people. Uh, wh- what are they missing? Again, let's talk about analog. Can we talk yes, analog here? Yes, bring it on. Let's talk analog, because I don't remember anything about this in there. Uh, the very first thing the Bible says about God. Very first thing the Bible says about God. You know what it is. You've heard it before. It says this. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The very first thing the Bible says about God is that God is a creator. Mm-hmm. That God not is just a creator. God is the creator. God created the heavens and the earth. God created all of this. That's the very first thing the Bible says about God. This is the thing that gets people excised to no end. Uh, people just lose their minds about this sort of stuff. You know, how can God do this? How can God do that? And, and, and previously, before, uh, uh, before you know, the, the scientific world, in, in the uh, pre-scientific worldview, uh, the universe was eternal and gods were made up. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches us that God is eternal and the universe was made up. Now, that's hard for us to get our head around, and people are always and forever arguing about the mechanics of creation. I love to talk about the mechanics of creation. I think it's one of the most interesting topics you can talk about, and most everything is fair game with me when it comes to talking about the mechanics, about how it happened. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll talk to people who are uh, uh, absolute unequivocal evolutionists, to uh, people who are absolute uh, uh, 24-hour, uh, six-day young earth creationists. I'll talk to them both and, I, and listen and, and, and not try to, to, to demean them in any way, shape, or form, because what happens is, is that there's a lot of de- polarization and demeaning that goes on there. Mm-hmm. Lots of polarization and demeaning that goes on there. 
there. And that's unfortunate. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the scientific community will will treat uh, the the, uh, the the 24 hour, six day young Earth creationists as a bunch of knuckle draggers and say all kinds of horrible things about them and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, uh, my point about that is is that. You know, and I've said this before, I'll probably say it again, that, uh, you know, why would you understand there to be a God who couldn't do that? Mm-hmm. You couldn't create the world like that. Now, you got some questions. You got some explaining to do, Lucy. Uh, uh, there would be some explaining to do because the question is, is why then would God also do that and create a world, a universe that looks very old? Because there's no getting around it. The universe looks very, very old. On the other side, um, uh, to suggest that uh, uh, all this happened, uh, uh, I- I- you know, in such a way that, uh, 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 as they suggest that it is. By the way, that interesting pattern, if you look at how that unfolds, the pattern follows a very similar sort of pattern, uh, uh, as mentioned in the uh, first chapter of Genesis through chapter 2, verse 3. Um uh, here, the, the problem is, 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 is you were there taking the camcorder there, were you? You know, how, how, you, 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 you got that on film, do you? Uh, uh, you know, do they even make camcorders anymore? Cam- they do. Do they really? With old VHS video cassettes? That's what I, I think, think they go on to like little smaller ones. <laughs> okay, sorry. Camcorder. You like my kids. All of them. All three of them. Kids. <laughs> DJ, I almost could have a child here. Now, Rhonda couldn't, the SMC. But these other two, I, I, you know, I do have children oh, at their age and older. Uh, uh, I do. Uh, that's a fact. Uh, camcorder. In any case, <laughs> nobody was there with a camcorder. That's for sure. Or the cell phone going like this. Yes, yes. There we if go. only so, somebody had an Instagram Live back yeah, then. Yeah, right. Like. Uh, but apparently not. So that's that's one thing. So the, the but people do uh, uh, get in a snit uh, and get wrapped up around the axle. Uh, there's your line. There's my line for yeah. you. you Got to get one in. Wrapped up around the axle with this idea of God being creator. But it's the first thing said about. And furthermore, it's not just there. I mean, it runs throughout. Uh, let me be clear. Let me be clear. That God is creator, uh, how God created, we can talk about, we can discuss and have all kinds of conversations about that. That God created is a statement and a confession of the faith. Mm-hmm. Without which that you have, you've gone outside the big tent. I don't mm-hmm. care how big the tent you make it is. When you say that God is not the creator of things, you've left the tent mm-hmm. because that's the first thing that scripture tells us about God. Now, the next question is this, what's the first thing that Jesus says about God? This is fascinating because you kind of have to scratch your head a little bit and uh, uh, have to kind of work back. Now, the first thing I should be clear about this, the first thing that we have recorded that Jesus says about God is found in Luke chapter two, Verse, uh, well, let me get to it here. Uh, let me find it's in here somewhere. That is one of the disadvantages of analog. You have to actually know where it is. In the Bible. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, the scoffer is going to scoff. It's not even the Thompson reference. Not, not even, no, no, this is my floppy one. This is just, this is just the, yeah, if I had the Thompson chain reference, I'd have been there. Uh, uh, now, this is uh, Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 41. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem every year to the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom. And uh, when uh, the feast was ended uh as they were returning the boy jesus stayed behind with them in jerusalem boys be boys i tell you that that's for sure uh his parents did not know it parents be parents right there uh they were just having a great time glad he wasn't there one around man mm-hmm. my kids is going to be a great thing but then they realized oh my goodness where's jesus so but supposing him to be with a the group uh they went a day's journey but then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances and when they did not find him they returned to jerusalem searching for him and after three days they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking questions now get this friends here's where it comes and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers and when his parents saw him they were astonished and his mother said to him son why have you treated us so i would see something a mother would say Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in in great distress. And this is what Jesus says. And he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? So the first thing that Jesus says about God is God is father. Now, I want to tell you something. If, If you want to kick a hornet's nest today, let's talk about God as father. 
Mm. You're going to get a hornet's nest going in a, in a hurry. Culturally, people are going to, they're going to talk about abusive uh, fathers. They're going to talk about paternalism. People are just going to lose their minds on this one. But apparently, uh, Jesus doesn't seem to have a problem with this. So the first two things that the Bible analog uh, tells us about God cause the world all manner of consternation. You know, f- philosophers are going to sit back and sort of argue all that sort of stuff. Like, oh, it's fine with that sort of stuff. You know, uh, but when you talk about God as creator, and when you talk about God as father, which are the first categories which which the scriptures speak of God, which is the first thing that the Bible period speaks of God, the first thing that Jesus speaks of God, people come unglued a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I find that fascinating. And that's what we're going to talk about more on uh, as, as we progress. We're going to look at, at some of that stuff. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you brought that up because uh, moving forward into the next sermon series, what is the sermon series going to be, Paul? The sermon series is, 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 is going to talk about uh, 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 life. Uh, we've already talked about a sermon series called Life in His Name. But, uh, excuse me, we're going to be looking at uh, equipping the church. Uh, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm equipping the church for ministry, but giving the church what I think is a much greater biblical understanding about God. We're going to be talking about God from the standpoint of uh, uh, the, the, the one who, uh, who who creates life, the, the God, the one who redeems life, uh, the, the God, the one who empowers life, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Then we're going to have a, a whole host of other things about uh, categories about God, but they're all going to center about life. Uh, it, I don't know about you, but I like living. I mean, I, I, I love the abundant life. But what is the abundant life? What is this life that God has promised us that's an abundant life? I think it's terribly attractive if people sit down and talk about it. The problem is, is that people have this distorted understanding of uh, what God is like. I, 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 where does that come from, for crying out loud? I, you know, that comes from both the enemies of uh, Christ Church and from within Christ Church as well. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Christ Church does a very, very, very fine job of, of turning people off to, to the uh, the truth about the abundant life. I mean, I think they do an exceptional job. So we're going to be looking at that. We're going to have a great time. Uh, we're going to take some time about uh, uh, th- these sort of things and 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 where do those things about life fit our life? Because that's so important. As I said, uh, categories are great. You know, uh, dogma man, man, not so great. You know, so I hesitate even using the word because I'm not a canine kind of guy. But. Uh, uh, just not, just not happening. Sorry, there. I know I'm, 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 I'm surrounded by canine people here. Absolutely. I just, I just remind them in, in the world that God created, pound for pound, a similarly sized canine versus similarly sized feline out in nature. Who's going to win that one? No, nobody, nobody has to doubt that. So just to let you all know, so you know where I stand on all this. So anyway, well, I wanted to share with you that um, what we're going to be doing with the podcast at the beginning of this new year is walking alongside the messages that are going to be coming forward any given Sunday. So what is discussed on Sunday, we're going to dive deeper in the podcast because it's it's getting into these these um, uh, kind of meat and potatoes issues that that such a Midwestern phrase. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the um, I can't think of anything else. Lasagna, <laughs> lasagna and garlic <laughs> toast <laughs> issues. As I said, he, he has he has gone off the ranch a little bit. He has actually gone to uh, Seattle, but that's just sort of the, the Midwest West. And he has gone to North Carolina, which is not Midwest West. And he's been to Philadelphia, which is definitely not Midwest. But again, he has gotten off the ranch a little bit. Why he's missing the economy of a Midwestern? But he is. As I said, you can take the boy out of Cooperstown, but you can't Holy take him cow. Did board. you bring, like, sunscreen for this roast? Or you just going to put aloe on later? Someone wound him up and let him go. Yeah. How about this? The clam chowder issues, like we would say in, the, in, 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 in uh, Washington State, or, or the, um, the barbecue, right? Or the Philly cheesesteak. The Philly cheesesteak. They don't Delicious. call it Philly there. They just call it cheesesteak. Cheese That's right, because Philly is assumed. Exactly. <laughs> They laugh at you. They're like, tourist. Okay. Is there any other kind? So we're going to be digging into this stuff uh, in the upcoming podcasts, um, going a little deeper, along with our life groups are going to be meeting, discussing these things. But I wanted to share with you, Paul, that um, where I get my anecdotal feedback Mm -hmm. actually comes from our youth who are filling out sermon notes. Wow. And let me tell you, I got tons of sermon notes that pointed out specifically uh, what did you learn today in the message? That over 23% of people in the Fargo area, in Cass County, County. are not just under they are like 
nuns. They're religiously unaffiliated. Religiously unaffiliated, and that was an eye opener. And so, this going to twenty twenty two with this uh, uh, sermon series is is about preparing the saints and and encouraging faith and getting into these deeper issues. Amen. Equipping the saints for the work of ministry. That's kind yeah. of what we're doing, man. We're trying to get the job done. Uh, it can get done here. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm pumped. So, okay. and I'm excited that we get to go a little bit deeper on, uh, in, in the podcast and the time frame that you have on a Sunday well, uh, with the message. So, and I'm sliding, sliding doors. I kind of like that. That's it's kind of cool, right? I think so. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that, that, you know, we have Sarah and Dana here. It's, it's always it's always nice to see Sarah back. It just it's just a delight. Uh, I get to to, to to bedevil her with some <laughs> horrible dad joke. I'm waiting for the roasting now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm, you saw how scorched I got yeah, over here. So <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, I, I I already got a little bit in there. I, Sarah, there are parts of South Dakota that I do like, but they're all West River. Yeah, uh, they are all the West problem. River. Yeah, it, that's the problem. That's not problem. It's great. I think it's 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 set me to hot springs. Set me to go Send me those places. I, you know, I'd, I'd gladly go there. <laughs> All right. Well, now, now they're now they're remote. Now you you got to want to be in those places. That is true. Yeah. So now I'm trying to be a handler like Ryan and, and wrap this yep. all together. So <laughs> pray us out of here, Paul. On that note, uh, Paul, would you pray us out? Sure. Father, you're good to us in so many ways. We thank you that you have given us, uh, you have uh, put eternity into our hearts. Uh, you've given us this t- this task of of tending to your creation, and uh, keep us mindful that it is your creation. Uh, as uh, the song says, "This is my Father's world." I know there are people that just roil at either of those comments. But nevertheless, you are a God who loves and cares about us. You're a God that wants to provide us with that abundant life all uh, for all of your creation. So now, Lord, uh, uh, has have this uh, podcast have its full effect in the hearts and minds of people, and that indeed that we might be a new creation in Christ Jesus our Lord. And all God's saints said, amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Well, for those of you interested in, in worshiping with us here at Atonement, we have uh, worship services at 9 and 1030 on Sunday, both on site and online. We have a tradition service at 9 o'clock for the more liturgically uh, minded. And we have a 1030 modern service for those who like uh, more modern praise music. Um, both are uh, completely accessible for anyone and everyone who wants to be a part of, whether online at, at uh, atonement.live or on the YouTubes or by coming in the door 9 and 1030. Central Time here on Sundays. Uh, please uh, uh, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe mm-hmm. to that podcast. You can find uh, more of our episodes uh, at thatpodcast.net or on um, YouTube or wherever podcasts are downloaded and heard. We're on pretty much all of them now, as mm-hmm. far as I know. Mm-hmm. So uh, on behalf of Sarah DeYoung, Dana Mashevsky, Pastor Paul Cross, I'm Pastor DJ Lura, and you have experienced another episode of that podcast that is both joyful and triumphant. And so we will see Aww. you next time. I can't do the riveting. <laughs> <laughs>